Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast, man. Episode 48 and uh, preseason is now wrapped up. Yes, preseason is now a thing of the past and the Hawks are going to have their first uh, their first regular season game this Wednesday. Um, forget exactly who they play. I'll get back with you on that one. But <laughs> they wrap up tonight uh, with a 117-116 win over the Memphis Grizzlies, um, finishing the preseason 2-2, two and two, and the Grizzlies finishing with a 3-1 and one record. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, I'm your host, E-Dub, and uh, man, what a game, what a game. <laughs> um we're going to break down all the nuances of the game. And um, let me just go with some housekeeping first and foremost. If you are new to the show, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, a large part of what we do is on the social media front. So we want you to connect with us on our social media platforms. Uh, Instagram and uh, it's about to give you the name. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. Our uh, handle is at Hawks Beat. That's all one word. At Hawks Beat. Uh, this season, we're going to be covering the Hawks a little bit different. So, we're going to be using our YouTube a lot more. So, we want you to go subscribe to our YouTube page and uh, you'll be able to be abreast as to everything we have going on there. If you're looking to subscribe to the podcast, let you know whenever these things drop, like tonight, I'm recording at like 11 30. So, when I finish, when I get done with all the editing, if you are subscribed to the podcast, then hey, that thing's going to be in your mailbox, ready to roll. You can get your Hawks content uh, as soon as it drops. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. Um, did I leave out anything? Did I leave out anything? Um, of course, the website where the main hub is is thehawksbeat.com. Don't forget the the. <laughs> Just like the Ohio State is thehawksbeat.com. And that is the hub for all of our stuff. You can get to all of our social medias, all of our 
uh, podcast, YouTube stuff, you can get there as well. So um, we're going to be doing, uh, I'm going to try something out this season for the podcast. This is going to be season seven for us with the podcast. And so um, I'm about to start numbering a little bit different. I was just going to keep on numbering it. Um, I didn't know when to start the numbers over. Again, this is podcast number, I believe this is 47. I believe this is 47. I hope we get it right by the time I, by the time I, uh, I'm ready to produce this thing. But, uh, <laughs> no, this is podcast 48. Excuse me, 48. <laughs> it's late, guys. I promise it's late. But um, I think for the next podcast, I'm going to start things over. And instead of just doing just straight numbers, I think I will do like S7E1. So it will be like season or maybe season seven, episode one, something like that. So you'll see it. But anyway, that's kind of here, no there. Hawks get the win, one seventeen to one sixteen over the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it, man. All right, so let's get into it, man. Let's start with the keys to the game, man. Keys to the game. And I, I simply got three of them for the Atlanta Hawks. One, the first thing uh, I want to look at is the slow start. Slow start for the Hawks. They come out the gate and you, you – um, I'll tell you what, man. You, you, did, you just didn't really know what you were going to see. This was uh, a different starting lineup for the Hawks. He went with um, – Troy Young, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, uh, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Now, a lot of people have been clamoring to see this starting lineup with Cam Reddish in the starting lineup and DeAndre Hunter. And I have been a proponent kind of of starting uh, Bogey kind of at the two. So, during the four games, you saw Bogey start game one. Um, Let's see. uh, Herder started game two. Who started last? I don't remember who started last night. Uh, but you had uh, Cam Reddish start tonight. So Lloyd is kind of still experimenting with the starting five. And to be honest with you, I can't unequivocally say who the best five is. I thought tonight's lineup would have come out a lot better. They didn't. I thought in game one when Boogie was the starter, I thought they would have came out a little bit better. They did it. <laughs> is that a really a knock on anyone? No, it's not a knock on anyone. It's just that I just don't know who the starting five uh, who the best five is unequivocally. Now, if I had to give my recommendation, I would probably still start Bogey um, over Cam Reddish, um, which means I would have a starting five of Trey, Bogey, uh, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. That would be my five. But if he decides to start, if he decides to start Cam over Bogey, I'm cool with that. Um, I don't think Herder would get the start over Reddish or over Bogey. I think, if anything, it would be a, a mix. It would be a, a toss-up between Bogey and Cam. But I, I think I would give Cam, I mean, Bogey, kind of the, the slight advantage over that one. Just because he's the pro, he has a little bit more tape uh, on him. He's been established in this league for for an amount of years and again, that's not any knock on Cam because I know Cam has a large following and people get really sensitive when you talk about Cam Reddish. I thought Cam Reddish played an amazing game tonight. And we're going to talk a lot about Cam Reddish tonight. But for what it's worth, I think Boggy Bogey should be the starter. Three-point shooting. I thought three-point shooting was another key to the game. And I, and I tweeted this. If you're not following me on Twitter, follow Hawks Beat. 
Uh, I try to live tweet a lot of the games. Um, but I thought the three-point shooting was... Um, I thought the main difference in the three-point shooting was the type of threes that they were getting. So let me see if I can pull up the um, how they shot as a whole. So I, I thought that Memphis, I thought that they did a, a great job of spacing when it came to their threes. Um, all of the threes that they took, they were just like, I mean, they were like their guys were like set shots. They were wide open set shots. And... That is just a testament of good ball movement. It's a testament of great spacing. And the Hawks didn't defend it well. They did not defend the three-point line well. So um, at the end of the night, it kind of it, it kind of all came out in the wash. Uh, the Grizzlies end up shooting 39.6% from three. The Hawks shot 29%. But that 39.6 for the Grizzlies is, is not a true telling of how well they shot the three ball. Um, they had a lot of scrubs in the fourth quarter, and they was just kind of running amok out there. That's <laughs> let's be real with it. That's really the only reason they won the ball game because they they let all the G League scrubs play in the fourth quarter. So uh, you really got to take wins and losses with a grain of salt here in the preseason. But if they would have left their starters in there, that that would that clip would have been around forty five, forty seven percent. Because the threes that they were shooting, they were wide open. So you got to credit Memphis for that. And that's one thing the Hawks are going to have to deal with. How do we guard that three-point line? They really didn't want to get beat on the inside. But, shoot, Memphis was all right. With the, they were okay with just shooting the damn ball from the, from the three-point line. They was making them shots. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. So uh, the slow start for the Hawks, three-point shooting was from the, for the Grizzlies. And... To me, I, I think that um, it, at the end of one, it, it was Memphis 29, Atlanta was seven, 29 to 17, Atlanta. Atlanta has to get better starting these games off, man. <laughs> Golly, man, you got to get better starting these games off. And again, keep in mind, this is just preseason. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt. It's not as bad as you think. And it's probably not as good as you think. I already, I already said the truth is somewhere in the middle. So, to me, the keys to the game were three-point shooting. It was a slow start for the Hawks. And, um, you know, main, mainly that slow start for the Hawks. Because if you look at the quarter, the Hawks won every quarter after that first quarter. They won the second quarter, third quarter. Third quarter was a wash because it was 30-30. to 30, uh, And the Hawks uh, outscored them 36-25 to 25 in the fourth quarter. So... You have to kind of give credit to the Hawks. I mean, that fourth quarter, yes, they had their scrubs in, but John Collins made some big shots. Kevin Herter made some big shots in the fourth quarter, and it was kind of about time for them. Um, and I'll give you some some uh, my thoughts on John Collins and some of those guys a little bit later, but um, you have to get out to a better start. you got to start the game better. From a number standpoint, I thought it was fairly even. Thought it was fairly even the turnover battle. Uh, they they had 18 turnovers. I'm talking about the Hawks and the Grizzlies had 21. Uh, the points in the paint, Hawks dominated 46 to 30. Um, assists were roughly the same. I mean, it it was it was round it was randomly even when you look at a lot of the numbers. Hawks shot 42 percent as a whole. Uh, the Grizzlies shot 40 percent. So. The numbers can be a little bit skewed because, again, that fourth quarter, <laughs> the Grizz had really just like their G League guys in there, man. Like, I don't even think Ja came out in the fourth quarter. So, 
that kind of is what it is, but I'm sure the Hawks are okay with the W. Um, one thing I hate with the fact that with all this COVID stuff going is like we don't get any post games. So, I mean, I know for away games, um, we don't have any access. They're not giving us any Zoom access, um, which is weird because, like, not even Fox Sports South has any access, and they're, like, covering the game. So, I don't know what Lloyd has is, has to say after the game. I don't know what the players have to say. So, that's one thing we're going to have to deal with on the road. But hopefully during the season, we'll continue to have that access during uh, during the, uh, the home game. So, um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. One thing I want to enter, I want to inject into the podcast is I want to have three segments, right? Well, not really three segments. I want to give away three things, three things I want to talk about uh, each podcast that I do when I'm talking about the game. So um, I want to I want to do a good, bad, and ugly. Um, that's just kind of where I just, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> I talk about the good, talk about the bad, and talk about the ugly. If there's any ugly, uh, I want to talk about E Dubs Fab Five. I like that one. E-Dubs 5-5. I'm going to give you my Fab 5 of the five guys who I think played the best for the Hawks tonight. And, of course, I'm going to give you my E-Dubs player of the game tonight. So, um, going to go into all three of those. We're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we'll get into the good, bad, and ugly, Fab 5, and the player of the game. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. Hawkspeed Podcast, episode number 48, recapping the Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Hawks get the win 117 to 116 in the final preseason game of uh, 2020. Um, so they get, man, four games, and now it's time to, 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 to dive into the deep end. It's sink or swim, and they count for real. Um, I still haven't picked up. Let me let me let me pull this up because I am doing you a disservice by not telling you who they're playing on opening night. So tonight, let's see, it's the nineteenth. Let's see, Wednesday Hawks are playing at Chicago. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks are playing the Chicago Bulls Wednesday night, and it counts. So uh, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of tonight's game. So I'll start with the good. And the good is Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Now, I've been vocal about Cam and my thoughts about Cam. And I've always tried to be objective of Cam. And that hasn't always sat right with the Atlanta fans. Because Cam is probably uh, one of the most... um, He's probably one of the fan favorites uh, outside of Trey Young, man. And may even, in some cases, be even more than Trey Young. Uh, But I thought, for what it's worth, I thought Cam played an excellent game tonight he was active defensively uh he was aggressive getting to the line 
Uh, I love what I saw tonight in Cam Reddish. I love what I saw in him tonight. Um, got to the line and shot nine free throws. He was eight of nine. He made his free throws. Four from nine from the field. Two from six from downtown. Finished with 18 points. He led all the starters tonight. And on a night where DeAndre Hunter didn't have it going, uh, it was nice to see Cam really get his spots, get to, uh, you know, just really do his thing, man. It, it was nice to see. Uh, it would have been nice if he would have had a little bit more support from his starting, <laughs> from the other guys who were starting. But uh, bad night. I mean, not just Trey didn't have a typical night. DeAndre didn't have a typical night. John didn't really start playing to the second quarter. Uh, Capella was, you know, he was kind of hit or miss. So, uh, Cam was really carrying that starting lineup. And for me, for my, for my money, uh, Cam was, when I think of the good of what happened tonight, it starts with Cam Reddish. Starts with Cam Reddish. You know, when the man plays well, I'm going to give him his flowers. When he plays below expectations, I'm going to call him on that. Y'all can get mad at me if you want, but I'm just call it like I said, because I got to be objective. So, to me, the good tonight. Cam Reddish, his 18 points. So clap it up for Cam. Clap it up for Cam. The bad, the starter slow start, man. Uh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't come out the gate. And I thought, and I had high expectations. I had high expectations for their starting five tonight. Uh, many people have been clamoring about uh, having Cam and DeAndre play together in the starting lineup and, and see what that looked like. I mean, that's what it looked like tonight. <laughs> it's not to say that's what it's going to look like in the offseason because, you know, there's a lot of meshing that they have to do. But um, it didn't look good tonight. didn't look good tonight, man. It came out lethargic. They just, I mean, it just, it, did, it didn't look good. So uh, after 117 to 29, they battled a little bit. And that was kind of that was kind of good to see that that they battled kind of in the second quarter after digging themselves into a hole. But you don't like to see yourself dig. You don't like to see your team digging themselves into a hole. So you got you can't you can't be digging yourself into a hole. You know, um, yeah. Like I mean, I, I love what I saw after Cam. But if Cam is your best player every night, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna make it to the playoffs. Period. Like I mean, that's just that's not a shot on Cam. That is. Trey and, and JC got to lead this team, period. Like, they have to lead this team. And we can talk about the roles and, and the backups and, and, and the depth, but Trey and John are going to have to lead this team. So if, if Trey is having a bad night, John going to have to step it up. If John having a bad night, Trey going to have to step it up. Like, they have to realize, like, they are the Stockton and Malone of this team. They are the Russell and KD of this team. They are the, the Pippen and the Jordan. Like, they, they got to be – those guys every night. So um, it's still early. It's still early. And again, there's no panic. There's no panic, but that's the expectation. That's what they need to be each and every night uh, if this team wants to make it to the playoffs. So that was the bad, the slow start and the ugly. What did I have written down for the ugly? Three point defense, definitely. Three point defense for the Hawks. Uh, again, the Grizz shot 39% on 19 of 48. And again, that number should definitely be higher, but because they played all them G League scrubs in the fourth quarter, that is kind of what it is. But, again, the three-point shots that the Grizz were taking, set shots. Kyle Anderson with the slow behind windup takes him like four seconds to even get into his shot. He's making threes. Uh, I mean, they were they were, they were were just raining threes. Um, 
Kyle Anderson was two for four. Um, Grayson Allen was three for three. Dylan Brooks was five for eight. So their starters shot the th- shot the three ball at a very high clip. At a very high clip. Uh, so yeah, man, that was the ugly to me. Like just seeing how wide open they were. And when you looked at the other side of the ball, when it's time for the Hawks to shoot threes, they, I mean, they just didn't have the spacing wasn't the same. The, the rotate, the ball rotation wasn't the same. Some of them were kind of contested. Even if they were open, they weren't making them at the same clip because they were already down by like 12 to 15. So that's what it is, man. You're going to have to get better with the three point defense. Going to have to get better with three point defense. That's, that's just what it is. So, um, next up. Let's take a look at what did I have for next up? Next up, uh, I'm going to give you my Fab Five. I'm going to give you my Fab Five for the game. Let me pull it up. Fab Five for the game, and so this is going to be a new segment we're going to do. Fab Five for the game is quick. Is simply this: I'm going to give you my Fab Five. <laughs> like no, I'm going to give you. The, I'm going to give you the five guys who played the best for my for for the Hawks tonight. Let me give you my five five. And so, uh, first guy I got on the list is one Mr. Kevin Herter, man. Kevin Herter had 16 points off the bench, 6 for 10 shooting, 4 for 6 from the three-point land, 3 assists. I thought he finished the game better than he started. Uh, the backcourt with him and Bogey. Uh, I thought they stabilized some things when they came in that first unit. I thought they stabilized some things and... Uh, Bogu led the team with seven assists, and so he was he was handling the ball a little bit. Herder was handling the ball a little bit. They didn't go with the traditional pure point guard after uh, Trey went to the bench, but uh, yeah, man, Kevin Herder he he made he's he's on my list, man. He's in the Fab Five, so I got Herder on that list. I kind of mentioned it just a moment ago, but I got Bogey on that list. I got Bogey on the list. Now Bogey didn't shoot the ball well. He didn't shoot the ball well at all. He was 3 for 12, 1 for 5 from 3. Finished with 10 points, but he led the team with 7 assists. And again, to me, he showed he he gave the team some stability when they went to the bench. When Trey went to the bench, got in some foul trouble, uh he didn't really have it going. He's shooting all these threes from like 30 feet, whatever. They're not falling. And and I thought Bogey and that Bogey and Herder really stabilized uh that offense for the Hawks. So Kudos to Herder. Kudos for, to Bogey. Um, next up, I got Gallo. Gallo, 19 points, 4 for 8 from the field, 2 for 4 from downtown. Uh, second on the team in minutes. That's definitely not going to be – that's not that's definitely not going to happen every night, man. That's definitely not going to happen every night. Gallo is a guy that you got to watch his minutes. You're going to have to have him on a pitch count all season if you want him to play all season. He's an older guy. You can't be playing these guys, these games where you have like three games in five nights. Like you're not gonna be able to play Bogey like that. I mean, uh, Gallo like that, you know. But for tonight, second on the team in minutes, 26 minutes, 19 points. He's he's uh I don't know which nickname I can have for him. I mean, Gallo's a pretty decent nickname, but. Uh, I don't know if I want to call him like old, slow, and steady. <laughs> He's looked like, but, but I, I sent out a tweet, and I was just like, yo, man, Gallo is just so patient. I don't know if he's just patient or if he's just slow and tired like an old man, but I really love his game. Like, I love the fact that he just takes his time. He lets things develop, and uh, I thought it was really great tonight for the Hawks. I thought he was really great tonight. He came in 
with that second unit with Herter and, and Bogey and at times and uh, hit some crucial three-pointers. And uh, I thought Gallo was really good tonight. So, yeah, he makes the, he makes the list, man. So, uh, number four on the list, man, I got John Collins. And this, this is just in, in no order, but John Collins, man, I thought he had a strong second half. First half, I thought he was kind of uh, distant. I thought that he wasn't around like I kind of wanted him to be. But um, but I'm, I like what I saw out of him the second half. Finished the game at 15 points, 6 rebounds in 23 minutes. Uh, 5 of 8 shooting, 1 for 3 from downtown. Um, very efficient stat line to finish the game out with, even in that fourth quarter when they was playing the scrubs. Thought he had a big shot. Thought he was okay. Thought he was okay. Um, started the game a little slow, just like, kind of like all the starters. He's still getting used to the spacing with Capella, you can tell. You can tell he's getting used to it. You can tell Trey's getting used to it. And again, guys, I'm telling you, this is going to take some time for these guys to mesh. Like, people say that, and I'm like, I don't know how many times I can say that, but, like, it's not sticking with you guys. Like, it's going to take some time. Like, these guys, you don't just go out and you just don't put players together like this and have it work. It's going to take some time, man. It, I mean, that, that, that's just the pure reality of the situation. It's going to take more than four preseason games. So, you know, it, it, it's going to take you, – you're going to need a little patience, man. <laughs> you're going to need a little patience. But the idea is, even though it's going to take some time to mesh, you should still be able to win some ball games because you have – you just simply have better talent on this squad. You simply have better talent on this squad. So, um, JC's still getting used to everything. He, he makes my top five. And the last guy on my list is Cam Reddish. 18 points, led all starters. Four of nine from the field. Uh, two of six from beyond the arc. Led all the starters in scoring. I thought he was uh, pretty much one of the lone starters who played exceptionally well. And uh, kudos to you, Mr. Reddish. I thought that you played a whale of a game. And uh, it was nice to see, man. It was nice to see. I pulled for Cam. I really do pull for Cam. Some of y'all don't think so because I be I be objective sometimes, and y'all think I be hating. But I really pull for that kid, man. I like him. I like talking to him. Very uh, soft spoken kid. Has a tremendous talent. Tremendous talent. All the talent in the world. And I think as far as upside is concerned, there is nobody on the Hawks. And I've said this plenty of times. There is nobody on the Hawks who has a higher upside than Cam Reddish. I see some some uh, Tracy McGrady in him. I see I see a lot of uh, talent in this kid, and I hope that he unlocks it. So uh, I would really love to see him really take hold of that second unit and be that main guy. Like, yo, man, when I'm out here, I'm out here to kill. I would love for him to have that attitude. So uh, peace up to Cam. I thought he had a great game. So who is my player of the game? Well, you just have to wait and see. Just a moment. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Um, final segment, man, just real quick as we wrap things up. And, I, again, I appreciate all you guys for checking out the Hogspeed podcast. Um, we're going to be doing some work with Manscaped. We're going to be doing some work with Manscaped uh, in the upcoming, actually starting probably in January. Um, going to have a read in the script 
probably by the next podcast, hopefully. Well, next podcast is going to be Thursday, so I don't know if I can get it done this week. But um, if you're hip to Manscaped and you know what's going on with Manscaped and you've ordered there and you're thinking about ordering there again, um, use our promo code. Promo code is simply HawksBeat. You'll get 20% off whatever you buy. Uh, and you get free shipping. So that'll help out the show. And that'll help us out and help out Manscaped. Uh, but we're going to have a proper uh, proper commercial for that coming up soon. So if you already hit the Manscaped, you're about to buy some Manscaped stuff. Uh, free boxers, free shipping, toiletry bag, and all that stuff. They got a lot of specials going on. Uh, make things look real nice below the belt. <laughs> Just type in Hawks Beat on uh, the promo code and uh, they will hook you up with 20% off. Last but not least, time to give out the player of the game. Player of the game, and you guys have kind of already hinted at it all night, but tonight's player of the game is none other than one Mr. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish again with the stat line of 18 points off a 4-for-9 shooting. 2-for-6 from 3, got to the line 9 times, was aggressive, played really good defensively, was active, and I thought he looked really good in that starting lineup. So... Um, not sure what Lord is going to do going forward uh, with the starting five, and I, again, I, I think that Bogey will probably get the nod from with at the starting two uh, with Trey Bogey, Hunter, JC, and Capella. I think that's probably going to be our starting five. But look, guys, who starts is not so much of a big deal. I think all these guys are going to be able to get their minutes. Uh, what your mainly concern is is who is going to lead this team. Um, when things go awry, who is going to lead, who is going to close out these games. And uh, because, I mean, everyone's going to get minutes. Everybody's going to get minutes. There's going to be plenty of minutes around. Uh, and I think that competition is a good thing. So we are going to just see how this all thing all, all, how this thing all works out. So we will probably do a pod Wednesday night after the game. We do a live pod depending on how we feel. Um, sometimes we'll do a live pod on YouTube. So uh, we will see. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hawksby Podcast, episode 48. Thank you for joining us. Um, and like we always say, man, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. If you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. Peace. We out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.